Ah, and then I forgot what the song was called. It's got a stupid title. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to episode three of Now That's What I Call Real Emo. So we've had some more submissions for, for us to review on this episode, but we're going to do something a bit different first. We're just going to have like a few minutes talking about how we as a band sort of record our stuff, how we kind of do everything on a small budget. Um, we sort of, we self-produce kind of everything that we do. So we, we record all of our own music, we record all of our own music videos, just because we simply can't afford to keep going and outsourcing this to people who could probably do a better job than us. But uh, I think we do a pretty good job ourselves. We've got some experience in this band. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. So we've currently got five music videos out that we uh, self-recorded. So we're just going to talk about what we like, what we don't like about them, what we could have done different, and what we thought turned out really well. Um, so Chris, what, what did you, what's your favourite music video that we've done? And what's your favourite thing about it? Uh, I don't know which one my favourite is because I really like bits of I really like what we did with white walls you know how we had the white background yeah um, with yeah. yeah with yeah. the yeah I really liked that um, but then I also really liked the video for no words as well with the split sort of CCTV thing um, I did I did quite like that um, I think is negative thinking is the only one where we've done sort of a proper story, isn't it? Like a yeah. story video. I mean, that that was really fun to film. I think it, we've not got as many views on that video though as the rest. I don't think. So I don't know if that's had any impact or if it's just because it's not as good a song. I don't know, but that was really fun to film. I liked doing that one. Cool. Deck, what do you what's sure? your thoughts on our music videos see i really liked um negative thinking i was really proud of that one like i know you came up with a story and stuff but i thought like watching it and um, yeah like it's more interesting to watch i found it more interesting to watch a story video than like a performance video but the i guess the trade-off is like when we try to do facebook ads and stuff a just storyline video is not really suitable for a facebook ad because it's not showing the band at all there's like a trade-off isn't there between doing a full storyline video or a video performance based which sometimes finds boring to watch like a whole performance video but it is more useful for advertising things like that but yeah i'd say i like negative thinking the best and um, and i did quite like no words i was a bit of, there's a bit of storyline in there wasn't there but it's mo- mostly performance yeah i think i like uh I like negative, the negative thinking on the best site says the story tells the story and it's sort of a bit more interesting. And it was definitely, I think, would you say it was the one that took the most effort to film? So if, what do you I reckon? did the editing, don't I? So like the, yeah. the, all the multicam stuff with the performance videos just takes so long to edit that that felt like a lot more work. But I guess filming it, probably, yeah, uh, negative thinking took a long That's right, I was, day, isn't it? I was the one that had to run on and off all of the train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to be the subject of any future music videos. It's too embarrassing. <laughs> it was fun though. It was fun. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much because I didn't have to do any of that. Yeah, you just laughed at me for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my favorite. I think that's my favorite music video. Um, I don't mind least. I don't know if I have a least favorite 
I have this thing with music videos, um, especially with the drums, where if I can hear that the drummer's like playing a certain symbol on the song, and then in the music video, they're not hitting that particular symbol, it really stands out to me and it really hurts me. And I, it's annoying because I know that 99% of watch, people watching it do not give a shit, but I really do. Um, so we recorded the music video for, uh, which song is it? Um, the Small House and Smoking, where we had to record it in this, we recorded it in this like warehouse studio and we thought it'd be a really cool location to shoot it. But it turns out that there was actually a church service going on downstairs. So we had to be really quiet and it's really difficult to play drums for a music video and keep it quiet enough so that the people downstairs can't hear it. And this guy came up and told us off and said it's too loud. So we ended up like having to put loads of sticky tape all over the cymbals um, and we had to put a pillow over the snare and everything. And I was trying to play it as quiet as possible. And to me, that kind of now comes across in the music video. I look like I'm having to play quietly and it doesn't like as much energy in it from me, but that's the only thing that that's the only thing that like I have a problem with with our music videos. But like I said, like ninety nine percent of people would not even notice it. So yeah, that's just me. Um, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite and least favorite aspects about music videos. I think the the biggest problem with making our own videos so far has been finding a location where you can play the drums loud enough, isn't it? That's like yeah, and I kind of thing we struggle with performance videos. I kind of don't have trust in a lot of people now because they'll say like, "Oh yeah, that's fine." Because originally they said that that was, we had the impression that that would be fine, didn't we? Yeah. And then you get there, and it's like that's obviously not fine. It's obviously like a photography studio that people just go to take photos in. And I don't think they've done like a full band thing before, so we were kind of lied to a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think overall, the music video turned out cool, and like I said, like. It barely cost us anything. It just cost us like the, is it just the rental of the warehouse? Yeah, for half a day, yeah. Yeah, which probably doesn't give us that much money. Okay, we did lose. two videos, didn't we, in the same time? So we got we two did, videos out. We of did it. do two videos. So it's two for one. And the amount of some people charge for music videos. But what was that band you were just talking about that did like a £5,000 video? Oof. So we're just going to talk about some tips that, um, that we can give you for trying to make your own music videos. So my tip would be, uh, oh, I'll start that again. That was bad. <laughs> so now I'm just going to talk about some tips uh, to help you make really cool music videos for your band. So my tip would be just finding the, oh. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so now we're just going to talk about some tips for your. <laughs> God, I'm struggling. Three, two, one. So now we're just going to talk about some tips for making really cool music videos for your band. So my tip would be to try and get a really cool story idea that you could use for your music videos. So, like for our music video for Negative Thinking, um, the whole story behind the video is quite interesting and it sort of makes sure that your viewers that are watching it are kind of wanting to see the end, see how it all plays out. Um, and for that music video, the location wasn't, it was, oh, oh. Do you want to pass it over to me first? No, I can do it, Chris. I can do it. Believe in you. 
So, so now we're going to talk about some tips for. This is like trying to do the fucking drums to that American football song. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about some tips for your band, uh, how you can try and make better music videos. Uh, these are just things that we've kind of learned as we've as we've done it. So as we said before, we've had to do everything on a budget and kind of do a lot of it ourselves. So my tip would be to try and find or try and think of a really cool story idea for your music videos. Not all your music videos have to have a story. Some of them can just be performance videos, but it does add another element to music videos if you can kind of think of a story to have behind it. So for our song, uh, Negative Thinking, we have quite a, I've, well, I thought of it, so I'm going to think it's good. But we thought of this story where, you know, it kind of, it's all about a guy that, well, it's, it's me, uh, forgetting to feed my cat, getting on these trains, and everyone's like, oh, crap, i got to feed the cat. So just like weird, quirky little things like that, just kind of make you stand out and make you a bit different. They're also good because they kind of, as good as performance videos are, if people aren't into the song, they're probably just not going to watch it for as long, you know? Whereas with a music video that tells a bit of a story, you've got that extra element in there that might want it might kind of convince people to sort of watch it to the end and convince sounds bad because it makes like trying to force someone to listen to your music, but it just makes it a bit more interesting. Um, so yeah, think of a cool story that you can do for your music videos um, and just try and find a good location. Locations can be quite difficult, especially for a band on a budget. You can't, you know, maybe you can't afford to rent like a really cool space because we've found some, like really cool spaces before on the internet and they're so expensive. But at the end of the day, you don't have to spend loads of money on a great location. Um, just try and find somewhere that's that's cool. Um, so yeah, Chris, what would be your tips for making a music video? Uh, I think for me it would be like, you don't, you don't need to have like the best gear and, you know, spend loads of money on stuff. Um, you know, I've seen bands before using their phones to film videos. I mean, like most most smartphones that you get like nowadays, the camera on them is like good enough to film in 1080p and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, there's loads of apps that you can get on your phone. I know, so I've got an iPhone and you can get iMovie on it, which is completely free. And, you know, you can just, you can put together a music video on that. It allows you to, you know, put a music track on it and everything. Um, I know that when I used to do a lot of solo stuff, I, it stopped me from putting a lot of things out because I was always like, oh, you know, I need to have like a really expensive camera to do things and everything. But I think now I've realized that you don't. Um, I guess also, you know, you don't, you can use things like green screens and you can just like mess about in front of them. There's a band um, from Birmingham called Coffee Breath. Uh, and I can't, I think it's their song Kites. I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, um, that video has got them just messing about in front of a green screen and it looks really cool. The video itself also, it's not like highly polished or anything like that. It's very sort of DIY, which just sort of linking with their music. Um, and the whole, yeah, I, so I really like that. I think, I think you can do a lot with like homemade DIY videos. Cool. What, what tips have you got, Deck? Yeah, I kind of echo um, Chris's thing about not worrying too much about gear. And also, like, I think the creative idea for videos is more important than the overall production of it. Like, you mentioned a few videos. As I think Forage has got a really cool video, haven't they, where they're, they're eating, like, a really hot chili or something. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to oh, think yeah. of words, whether, and, like, just that thing is kind of more engaging than 
a planned video, isn't it? There's also a really good one. It's a really famous one by, did you ever see the film um, Baby Driver? Yeah. yeah. That's like the whole film is based on a music video the director did years ago, where like the whole thing takes place in the car. And it's like Noel Fielding rocking out to the sun while the band are like robbing a bank, but you don't see the bank robbery. He's just like the getaway driver in the car, waiting for them to get back. And the whole thing takes place inside a car. So obviously the budget's really low, but it's a really creative idea. And then I guess more practically, you can be creative with like how you, like angles you're using things to get away with being able to film more yourselves. Like we did a performance video for our 1975 cover where we're all, it's like a performance scene with all of us playing, but actually one of us was always filming the other two and we just cut it together to look like it was all three of us playing with like some clever angles and so like I'd, I'd film you two playing and then Chris would film me and Matt playing and Matt would film me and Chris playing and we cut it together and used like close-up angles in between so that you could film, film the whole band with um yeah without another person there to film you so kind of creative ideas like that to let you get more out of what you've got I think is really important yeah we've never used anyone else to film us have we we've done no, all of it so. just about managed yeah just about. <laughs> if someone wants to give us a hand for free, though, that'd be sick. <laughs> so, yeah, there are some of our tips for making music videos. So, we'll talk about some music now. Um, so first up, we've got Hayley Williams's uh, solo uh, debut solo album. It's called Petals for Armor. So specifically, I listen to Petals for Armor too, um, and there's a couple of tracks that I quite like. So first one was it's called Dead Horse. And first off, I should say like this doesn't sound anything really like Paramore. <laughs> I didn't think anyway. Uh, so I know that's uh, kind of a bit disappointing, but. I don't know, I was just a really big Paramore fan back in the day and I thought that it would be cool if it sounded something like that, but I acknowledge that times have moved on and people have to kind of still stay relevant, don't they? Cries internally anyway. But fortunately. Yeah, so uh, but it's not bad. It's all right. I can you know you can see the direction that she's going for. Um so yeah, Dead Horse, uh, it's a cool track. Um it's kind of had this really cool like offbeat feel with it with the hi hats that kind of sort of makes you nod your head to it. Uh, it's, it's very chilled out. And then there's another track that I like um, called My Friend. And this kind of has like more of an R&B feel to it. Um, but again, it's, it's a good track. It's kind of, you get like a big sense of like vulnerability, I think with this whole, with this whole EP. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I did quite like it. Nothing like Paramore, but yeah, it's decent. What did you two think of it? Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I think, like you, like I used to like Paramore back in the in their like kind of prime, like years and years ago. So I didn't expect to like this, and obviously the the styles changed. But overall, yeah, I did. I really liked it. I think it's a bit too chilled out for me. Um, but like, it's a background kind of thing. I think it's like got a really nice feel to it. And I think, like like you said, it shows quite a lot of vulnerability. Like the intimate vo- in, intimate vocals are really nice. I think. Um, I think the chorus in Dead Horse is really good. I just think I didn't, didn't like it at the end. It's like all oh, those yeah, yeah kind of things, which I didn't particularly like. Um, 
And then there's my friend again, really nice vocals. Um, there's some really nice low harmonies in that one. And actually the harmonies in the whole EP are really good. But I really particularly like there's some low ones in that that I thought were really clever. Had a really nice sound. And then um, I think my favorite was um, Over Yet. It's a bit more fa- fast paced, which I liked. And the chorus is really cool. And there's like that shimmery, it's like an echoey delay thing going on. I really don't know what's making that noise. And I kind of like to know because it's cool to use. But I thought that sounded really cool, something I've not really heard before. It's got a really cool abrupt ending at the end of the song as well, which I liked. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. Kind of different genre for me, but yeah, I thought it was, I was kind of surprised by it. Chris? Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Again, like you two, I was, uh, I guess, hoping to hear a bit of like old school Paramore in there. But um, yeah, I, I did quite like it. It's um, It kind of like sounds a bit similar to the later Paramore stuff. I can't remember what that last album was called. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Dead Horse, that was really catchy. Um, I think Why We Ever, I think that was the last song on it that has like a really nice piano part in it that sort of reminds me of some of the later songs on the 1975 Brief Inquiry yeah. with the piano. Um, I actually found myself really liking that uh, for some reason. I don't know why. I don't normally like that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a really cool EP. I think it shows that there's a lot of potential for um, more solo stuff. Um, I think it covers some important issues. I know you said it, Matt, briefly when you talked about a lot of vulnerability and he talks about a lot of mental health and stuff, which I know is something that she's been struggling with for a while. And I think, I think it's really cool. I just say as well, I think it show, like, showcases how much of a good voice she's got, doesn't it? Yeah. I just say, she's got such a good voice. It's crazy, I can't think isn't it? that didn't come across as I, cause she was a lot younger when like the early Paramore stuff came out. Mm. But yeah, voice just seems to have gotten better and better. So yeah, that's a uh, pedal for armor. Hey Williams, check it out. I'm going to talk about it's a single uh it's from forager it's called arthur um so we've played with forager several times and consequently we've heard him live several times as well so it's kind of cool to hear like a proper recording of this song we've heard it live so much and we all really dig it um so yeah they've, they've got this really cool use of like these backing vocals um these kind of gang vocals that they use on other tracks and it kind of shows they kind of use it in this a little bit as well, uh, which I really like. I kind of feel like there's parts towards the end where there's the kind of more screamo, the vocalist has got more of like a rough like edge to his voice. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish that they'd just do this like through the whole thing. But I'm a bit of a sucker for like screamo, emo stuff. So <laughs> I might have, I'm sure everyone else wouldn't like that. Um, but yeah, some really, I just love the vocals. They've got some really cool, um, cool higher harmonies as well in there which just kind of elevate the vocals even more. Um, but yeah, it's just a classic Forager song that you just know that people in the crowd are just going to really like and just going to sing along to. So I really liked it. Um, yeah, every song they put out just kind of gets better and better. So yeah, what did you, what did you guys think, Chris? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I really, I really like it. I think it's one of my favourite songs that they do live. Um, it's really catchy and there's so much energy live and I think it translates quite well onto sort of record um 
it seems like through the lyrics, it seems like quite a personal song. I don't, I don't really, obviously, I don't really know exactly what it's about, but I think the melody and the gang vocals they really sort of add to that, like feeling whatever it is. I think they sort of like back it up. Um, also, when I was listening to it earlier, I've always noticed the first, the like the first verse bit is. You know, it's it's really cool. It's got like a weird timing to it. I don't know if it's in seven eight maybe or something. It's definitely not in four four, but um, I really like. It. Maybe it is in four four. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but it sounds like it's in something, or maybe it's just the rhythm they're playing. But I think it's cool. That's the point I'm trying to get across. It's a really good song. <laughs> what do you think, Doug? Yeah, it'd be interesting to know actually if it is in um, seven eight because I didn't pick up on it at all. And if, I think that's sometimes really clever if you can use an alternate time signature, but. And if you catch this and you don't really notice, it's kind of like well blended in rather than it being like a mm. obvious like weird time signature. So that'd be cool to know. Uh, yeah, another great song by them. I'm glad they finally released this one because they've been doing like, is it one one a month they're doing at the moment with their release plan? Yeah. Obviously, we know this one from the live show, so I've been waiting for it. So I'm glad this one's finally come out. Um, I really like the chorus in this one. I think it's really, really memorable. And those like, you end up getting that chorus stuck in your head. Um it makes the song really accessible as well. Like sometimes with the math rock stuff, it's a bit, it's a bit much for me kind of thing, but this, like with the big choruses and the catchy repetitive things, like it makes it a bit more accessible. Um, and they do like a double chorus, don't they, later in the song where they add the backing vocals underneath the original chorus and it builds really well, which I quite like. And there's just like loads of cool, huge guitarists as they always have, which yeah, I thought was really cool. So yeah, yeah. really good song. I agree with like their old stuff was a bit more mathy, wasn't it? But I think yeah. this is like, better in a way because it's more memorable and it is, you know, it's easy to get your head around it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's no, a cool song. Forager, definitely check them out. Substances do nothing, so please stick around. So please turn out the noise. So next song, uh, singles from Soma Sons, it's called Same Mistakes. Um, you can't really review this song without just talking about the vocals for the whole thing because the vocals are so good. Um, it's the kind of song as well where the vocals need to be good because the instruments are so like stripped back and it relies heavily on the skill of the, uh, of the vocalist. Um, it's got some great harmonies in there as well with the vocals. Um, yeah, and it's, it's kind of slow towards the beginning and then it kind of kicks in halfway through. But then it doesn't just keep at the same dynamic range for the rest of the song. It kind of dips and goes up. You know, the dynamic range sort of shifts up and down for the uh, for the remainder. And I just think it's, it's a really good song. Um, vocalist has obviously got some you know good pair of lungs on him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's a sick vocalist. Uh, and yeah, the change in dynamics towards the end of the song just kind of keep it all interesting, keep it moving along. You know, they could have just kept that same volume for the rest of the song, just had it kick in for the whole thing. But the way they've done it just makes it sound really interesting and really has a lot of replayability to it. So, yeah, what did you think, Chris? Yeah, pretty much what you said. Like, the guy's voice is just, it's incredible. Like, the amount of control he's got over his voice is, it's crazy. <laughs> um, and, like, because we, we've played with them in Manchester and even live, his voice is, you can't tell a difference. It's it's amazing. It's, it's, it's nice to hear someone that's got that much control over their voice, like on a record, actually be able to do that live as well. Um, I know that whenever I'm singing live, my voice is cracking all over the place. So, 
um yeah it's nice to hear someone who actually knows how to sing um and yeah then dynamics like you said they're they're really good at switching between like the louder and the, like the softer sections um towards the end there's a really abrupt switch well it's just at the end where he just says uh please turn down the noise i think just i don't know i don't know if like that line and being like quieter i don't know if that ties in yeah because he's saying please turn down the noise but i don't know i think the whole the whole idea just works where works really well but yeah yeah i think we're all going to say basically the same thing aren't we it's just an amazing vocal performance really um at the start, I was thinking, you know, it's taking quite a long time to kick in when I first listened to it, but then when it does, the payoff's huge, isn't it? So it's like worth that wait. And I think they've um, they've done a really good job with the music of like arranging it around the vocals to give the vocals the best platform to shine on. Really, like it's like Matt said, it's quite stripped down, but it's just enough in all the right places that it lets that vocal really really shine through. And then yeah, they use dynamics really well, like going down to really really quiet point to like really like close to the mic intimate vocals and then back to the huge huge parts which just makes it sound epic and keeps the song like flowing all the way through rather than being a bit samey so yeah great song especially the vocals yeah so that's the single same states from same sons definitely go check it out talk about are called councils they're from leipzig germany i really hope i'm pronouncing that right leipzig um i'm probably not uh so they've got a self-titled ep out and it's really really good um so i listened to it a uh, favorite song um oh what's my favorite song called favorite song is called leonardo dicaprio um it has this really cool uh, kind of telecaster um emo sort of intro to it and um, it kind of sounds like it's this band could be straight out in the Midwest. You know, it's got that real authentic uh, emo DIY vibe to it. Um, it's just a great song. It has this really cool bit um, towards the end. It's got this like halftime tom beat that's just really makes you want to nod your head to it. Um, but yeah, I really love everything about this EP. I love like the DIY feel, the twiddly guitars, the, uh, the strip back. Yeah, it's just great. Just a good emo record. Uh, what did you think, Doug? Yeah, I really liked them. It's a really cool band. They um, reached out to us on, on Instagram, actually. So that's how we heard of them. And they sent us a um, cassette. I'm going to share with you because of isolation, but it's really cool. They sent that over. It's a really cool little cassette. Um, but yeah, they're a really cool band. Yeah, I think the EP's got like a really nice overall sound. Like It's that DIY sound, but they've done it well so that it still sounds like loud and full, whereas sometimes I think DIY sound can go a bit weak in places. But this was done really well loads of cool twinkly guitar parts it's t- typical for like an emo band um i think my favorite song is probably apartment i felt like the lyrics told like a really good story and they pull you through the song because it's not so repetitive it's more like a story-based song which is which i really like um yeah just a great ep We've got some cool shots of their shows on instagram which makes me a bit jealous i'd love to go and see them live and hopefully like we'll go over there and play with them sometime because that'd be really cool looks like they did really well over there so yeah cool band cool ep yeah, um, yeah, I thought it was a really cool EP as well. Um, I really love the intro to Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, like you said, Matt, it's got like a really like Midwest emo feel to it. Um, I really like the harmonics and the guitar as well. They're really cool. I just like that in emo music. Uh, I think 
four four puffs of the Farrah Fawcett spray is my favourite song, and not just because of the name. Um, I love the twiddly guitars to it. Like some of the guitars have got like a bit of a like a naughty emo feel to it as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, really cool EP. Um, really nice like DIY feel to it. I think I don't know the sort of DIY that they've done with it. It's um, I just feel like I can relate to it more in a way which i think is a bit weird i don't really know how to explain that anymore but i don't know i just feel like a connection to that ep um i've not checked them out on instagram or anything though but i'm going to but yeah it'd be cool if we could get some shows with them yeah that'd be really cool cool so yeah it's really worth checking out that ep for some really good diy emo tunes so yeah that's uh ep from councils <laughs> Next song we're going to talk about is a single. It comes from Television Skies and it is called Where I'm Standing Now. Um, so when I first listened to this, the first song that came to my head was um, Stressed Out by 21 Pilots. And it does sound very similar to that song. Like I get that it's like a genre. So, you know, everything in the genre kind of sounds similar. It's kind of that emo rap spoken voice thing, isn't it? Is that what you call it? Is that what you say it is? Yeah, I guess so, like indie so, yeah. emo. Indie emo, yeah. So it was okay. It obviously had like a lot of, you know, good production value to it. It sounds very well made. Um, it's just not a genre that I particularly gravitate to, so it's hard for me to sort of be too enthusiastic about it. But I acknowledge that that's, you know, it's, if it's not made for me, then that's fine. Um, but yeah, what what did you guys think about it? I really liked it. I, um, I'm not a massive fan of 21 Pilots, but to me it kind of, Sound a bit more gorillas y like I quite liked that side of it. Um but the verse is really cool. I liked what he did with his lyrics in the verses. I said the production's really good. I really like the sound of the bass in it. It's like really like like kind of warm, like it must, must be like nicely saturated or something. And there's that like lead lead synth thing, the hook's really catchy with that as well. I like how like when he's doing the chorus, like the music underneath the chorus slowly swells throughout the chorus, which I think is really cool. Built when it builds up to that little lead breaks kind of like a release. I just thought it was done really well. I think they've done some really cool stuff with like layering the vocals towards the end of the song. So overall, I really liked it. It's got like a really abrupt end as well, which I really liked. So yeah, I really liked it. How are you, Chris? Yeah, I quite liked it too. Um, I mean, I'm, I quite like 21 Pilots, so the verse definitely reminded me of Stressed Out. Um, but yeah, I see, I see where you're coming from, Deck, as well with the Gorillas. I guess Gorillas and 21 Pilots have got a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a really cool synth part like, after the chorus um, that, reminds, that reminds me of something you'd hear in like Rick and Morty. Um, there's like a, there's a song in Rick and Morty, like one of the pieces of music in it, and it, the synth really reminds me of that. Anyway, it's cool. Um, and the lyrics are really cool as well. So it's it's a really it's just a really well like put together song. It's really well produced. I think the ending's really good as well. It mixes like loads of different parts of the song into it and like it's layered it up and it's done really well. I know that we've talked about it in other podcasts that we've done, like people doing that, especially in like second choruses and it doesn't always come off really come off that well, but uh, I think it worked really well in this one. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, with the abrupt ending at the end with the guitar, I really liked, I really liked that. I think overall, yeah, solid song. Um, I'm going to listen to the other stuff after this as well. 
Cool. Yeah, so that's a uh, new sleepy from Turbulent Skies, 21 Pilots. Oh, no, I just written down. <laughs> I just said what my notes are. <laughs> oh, how embarrassing. So that's called Where I'm Standing Now, and it's from Television Skies. So, yeah, check it out. So next song I'm going to be talking about is a single. It's from a band called Penthouse. The single's called Yes, It's True. So this is a band from Ken, and I really like this song. I think it's got a really, really, really catchy kind of vibe to it. Um, it's proper, got like an old school rock and roll feel to it, but kind of pushed into the 21st century. I don't know why I'm, I'm trying to explain that, but um, it's one of the songs that I kind of listened to just one time, and then when I came back to it, I could like remember the remember all like the uh the melodies to it because it was just really catchy and i kind of just wanted to keep listening to it um it's really well produced as well i really like the sound of the guitars and the drums it all just seems really well balanced i think it's a really good song uh, what did you guys think to it chris yeah i really liked it it's got a really catchy chorus um i've listened to these guys for quite a while we um we recorded with this guy called hamish dickinson from phoenix sound um and he told us about them. So I've been listening to them. Um, it's crazy because this is like, I think it's like the third song they've released and the other two that they've done are amazing. Um, but yeah, it's got a really cool guitar solo. I just really like the guitar tones. I think, I think they're just really good like songwriters. They just, they know what they're doing. Um, and I've followed them on Instagram and stuff like that. And they, they've got some really good content on there. Um, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're doing a really good job and I'm really looking forward to seeing what else they do be cool if we could play a show with them at some point what did you think Dirk yeah I loved it I think the chorus is just fantastic I, the only thing is I think it should probably come in like a little bit sooner because when it does come in it's so good like I wish they kind of got to it a little bit quicker but other than that yeah it's a great song uh, the guitar is really cool like you said like yeah just just a really good song I'd love to play with them to sound like they're really good live as well so yeah, yeah, so definitely worth checking out. So that's single it's called Yes It's True from Penthouse. Okay, so next song comes from a band called Daddy's Issues. Uh, the song is called Belief 3 in 1. Uh, I really like this track. I think it's got a really kind of catchy, kind of pop punk kind of feel to it. Um, and I like that it's kind of got that also got a bit of a DIY feel to it. So I think this, this band's kind of made up of the members, some of the members of THG Dreams. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, we played with them. Uh, we played with them at Albert's in Nottingham uh, before it shut down. <laughs> so we have a habit of uh, playing in venues and then them shutting down. So, uh, and they're really nice, nice lads. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they've, they've put this really good song out. I think it'll do really well for them. Uh, yeah, what did you guys think of this track? Yeah, I thought it was a really good, fun song. I like the music video as well. I think the karaoke singing on idea is really clever. Um, just really good fun in general. Um, I feel like they'd be a really good house party band. Like if they put on a house party show, it'd be really good yeah. fun. That's the kind of vibe I get off it. And yeah, they were THC tunes really good too. So just a really good group of musicians, I think. Chris, 
Yeah, I really liked it. It was a really nice blend of like emo and pop punk. Um, I'm not sure if this is like just an isolation band or if they're going to go on and like put shows on afterwards. Um, but THC Dreams put on such an amazing show, so it'd be cool to see these guys do one. Um, I'm not sure if the band name is related to their song Dads. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. It's really fun. Um, I think it's worth saying as well that this isn't their. This is the first single they put out. They put a few more out recently. Um, and they're also worth checking out as well. Cool. Cool. So yeah, that's Daddy's Issues. Uh, definitely go check them out. They're really, really good guys and yeah, putting out some belters. So yeah, nice one. So that's it. <laughs> that's it. We're done. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Um, so as you've heard, we've given some advice on like uh, things that we've done specifically in this video. We talked about music videos, how, how we shoot our music videos, some ideas for you to try. So if you've got any other topics that you kind of want us to talk about, um, just let us know. Uh, also, if you're a band and you want us to talk about your song, uh, if you want us to give you a quick review, or if it's not your band, if it's your friend's band, or if it's just a band you like, uh, feel free to submit that to us. So best way to submit is, is, is via social media. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, but we don't really use Twitter. So uh, it's at, at Molas UK if you want to submit something. Um, so yeah, we have some good submissions this time. So yeah, we look forward to seeing what we get get next time. And uh, yeah, until then, see you around. Bye.